Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic, Binaural production engineer, Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in becoming a contributor to this show, just go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without any further ado, our guest for today is... Executive producer Candace Sanderson, thanks for coming back on. Gary, it is great to be back, not only as a guest, but as the executive producer of your podcast. <laughs> now, I want to surprise you with something. And what I would like to do is to assert my executive privilege here. Awesome. So, <laughs> if it's okay with you, and even if it isn't, <laughs> I want you to just Sit back, relax, take a deep breath, okay? Mm -hmm. I would like to share a story. Okay. Now, you cover such a wide range of subjects, everything imaginable. And that's why I find it such an honor to be your executive producer. There is always something for anyone and everyone to enjoy. What I want to do today is to share with you something that you and your listeners don't know about, but it's how one of your podcast episodes affected me. It provided some marvelous validations to a mystical experience that I had had. Now, when we look at life, everyone touches the lives of other people in ways that we never know about. You'll never know, at least in this lifetime, right. how something as simple as a smile or a kind word that you say to a stranger or someone just in passing, you never know how that might affect them. Well, I want to share today with you something that I've never told you about, Gary, awesome. much and, and let alone I've never thanked you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Let me do that right now, Gary. I want to thank you for your dedication, for your enthusiasm, for your unrelenting search to find everything imaginable to bring to your podcast. You will never know how your programs affect others. But I'm here to rectify that today, at least for one podcast. <laughs> so let me give you a little background. I was listening to one of your podcasts in October I was multitasking. Truth be told, I'm cleaning my house. I have my AirPods in, listening to your podcast in the background. And about halfway through, Gary, I had to stop. I could not go on. Now, I didn't stop the episode. I stopped the house cleaning. I had these cold chills, and I knew what I was listening to was so important, very important. So I grabbed a notebook and a pen, and I started taking notes on your interview. And the more I listened, I just got all these cold chills. Now, for me, 
cold chills, they have always been a validation that when I get those, that it's a heads up. I really need to pay attention. It tells me when I get these that something very important is happening. I think it's a cue from my angels and guides, mm -hmm. but it says to me, pay attention. So I want to go through some of the hits that I got from the program okay, and then com then compare them to the information that I've received from my messengers. Wow. Now, and, and I love doing this because you have no idea what I'm talking no. about. No, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I thought it was just so cool. But Gary, I think you know me well enough to know that I am not one to boast. So I am not doing this to brag. I'm not here to show, oh, what great psychic abilities I have. No, not at all. If anything, this is proof that all of us have these special or psychic abilities. We can all learn to tune in to guidance. Mm -hmm. We can pick up information from our angels, our guides, from ETs. We can communicate with star people. There's absolutely no limit. Now, my first book, The Reluctant Messenger, has a subtitle. And the subtitle is, an ordinary person's extraordinary journey into the unknown. If these extraordinary things happen to me, believe me when I say they could happen to anyone. So this is why I want to unpack this experience. I want to show how just by being open and not judging what you receive, I was able to access information from other dimensions. This was information I could not have made up, even if I tried. And, you know, just to kind of remind people, I'm a psychologist. All of a sudden, I'm driving to work in August 2013, and my world changes. I start receiving messages from, I don't know what to call it, energy systems, um, from the non-physical, angels, guides, ascended masters, star beings. And I had a huge shift. My whole belief system like crumbled in front of me. I first thought, okay, I'm psychotic. What's going on? And then after a while, I had documented hundreds of pages and I started researching. And when I realized the information I was getting was true and was valid, it, it made me a believer. Well, it didn't actually make me a believer. I actually stepped beyond that and I became a knower because a believer re to believe you require faith. I didn't need mm -hmm. any faith anymore because I knew it was true. So this is why I want to unpack this experience. I want to show just by being open and accepting information that comes in or, or it was for me that later, sooner, sometimes much later, validations come. And this is what happened. Okay. I want to share with you the significance I felt listening to your interview, minute by minute. I was ticking things off my list, confirming <laughs> what both you and your guest said. So my, my information came from personal experiences uh -huh. with the messengers and from a vision. And my information that matched so much of what your podcast covered came from these non-physical entities that I channel. That's what makes this so significant. Wow. So what happened was the information from your podcast ended up 
grounding me. It grounded my mystical experiences in reality. Your guest speaker confirmed what has happened with me. So let me share. Do you have any idea what podcast I'm talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Drum roll. October 8th, 2021. Episode 324. The Pyramid of Light. With Marika Verheyen. Oh, wow. Now. She's an author and a researcher, and she became a founding member of the Pyramid for Light Foundation. And she shared these marvelous stories about pyramids and the Pyramid for Light organization. Now, you can learn more about the project on her website or on the website, pyramidforlight.org. And that four is the number. Mm -hmm. So pyramid, the number four, light.org. When I went to that website, because I did all that after, you know, you shared this information with us. She said the purpose of the Pyramid for Light was to, quote, elevate the planetary energy grid in order to support Earth's ascension. Okay. Now, I was blown away by this, so let me just kind of, let me indicate the key features. Mm -hmm. First of all, that there were pyramids of light. Okay. She talked about crystals. The first thing was there are crystals associated with these pyramids. They had been at the top at the apex of the pyramids. And she said that the crystals bring in light. They are receptors for light. And that's another box that I checked off. Grids. Marika talked about a group of pyramids that were connected to an earth grid. Now, this grid not only connects the pyramids with each other across the earth, it also connects, the pyramids connect us to other realms in the universe. Yeah, sounds bizarre, but nope, I already knew that. Then she talked about the location of the pyramids in the grid. Well, they're located on in, at the intersection of ley lines. I thought, check, I knew that too. Mm -hmm. Now this one, Gary, blew me away. The purpose of the pyramids. And this came from a question you asked. You said, are those pyra are, are pyramids used for teleportation? And she said, yes. And wait till you hear what, what I found out, how I was, this was validated by the messengers. She then said that one of the purposes of the pyramids is that they transmit light and it, it helps us connect to a deeper it helps us connect to our inner light within, allowing that light to shine. Mm -hmm. And then she said, this is part of something that is called the big shift. And it's it's Earth's awakening of consciousness. And she said it not only helps us, but Earth and the environment. So as I read all this stuff or listen to all this stuff, I'm thinking this is absolutely bizarre. Now. If I had heard this 10 years ago, I would have laughed at it. But <laughs> in that 10-year period of time, my life changed. Mm -hmm. And now I realize after my spiritual awakening, this episode, Gary, was so significant. In my first book, The Reluctant Messenger, I have an entire chapter, chapter 8, called The Crystalline Grid. It talks about this 
earth grid. And these were messages that I've received about the earth grid beginning in September 2014. Now, this is, okay, I, I, I want to share with you the messages. First of all, this is confirming what Marika and, and you said, but I'm going to quote some of the messages from, you know, that I, that I got from the messengers. But let me, let me tell the audience first, when I receive messages, they are verbatim. It started on a drive to work one morning, and then I learned I could just hit record on my iPhone, and these messages would come in exactly like dictation. I would hear new paragraph. I would hear what punctuation to use. If I made a mistake, I would hear, you know, I'm not really hearing it with my ears, but intuitively, I would know, I would hear, strike that, and they would give me the corrected words. In, in my book and the, the other book, The Reluctant Messenger Returns, I have all of the messages from the messengers. In, well, not all of them, but, you know, some of the message, messages from the messengers, but they're all verbatim. So, September 25th, 2014, the messengers say, quote, your planet is encased in a grid, a network or web connecting it to source, and source is a capital S. Mm -hmm. I skip down a little bit and it says those connections occur between other energy systems in the earth plane as well as systems outside the earth plane. So there's validation right there from your podcast. First of all, acknowledging that there is a grid. And second, it references that grids link to other realms in the universe. So Gary, here's that connection you all talked about to ETs. Now, when I received this information, I'd never heard of a grid covering the earth. And as soon as I stopped my car, I, um, in, in, in the search engine, I, I put crystalline earth grid on my phone and I ended up getting like 8 million hits. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, Candace, <laughs> you know nothing about an earth grid, but apparently 8 million other people did. So, <laughs> you know, what I do when I get information from the messengers that's new to me, and most of it is new to me, I don't judge it. I just allow that information to come in. And this is where my training as a psychologist has helped me. It, it's allowed me to be that objective observer. The information comes in. I record it. That, that evening I go home. I type it up. And as long as I keep getting information on that one topic, I will not research it. You know, I did look to see if there was a grid when I found out there was and eight other, eight million other people knew about it. I, I closed it down. I, it was months later before I researched it because if I researched too early, it would taint future messages or the messages that would come in. I would think I made it up that right. it was from information I, I learned. But anyway, I didn't do any research, but months later I did. And that's when I found out that there, that these pyramids are associated with the ley lines. And I thought, okay, that's exactly what your, your episode talked about. All right. Back to that first message. Two days later on September 27th, 2014, the messengers are again verifying that 
this grid is connected to ETs. And, quote, they say, many energy systems, including star systems, mm-hmm. support the structures within the grid. Okay, great. A couple weeks later, October 17th, quote, the luminous crystalline grid is one of those mechanisms to help with the shift of Gaia, Gaia being the spirit of Mother Earth. There are new frequencies helping to bring Gaia into alignment with new energy forces stemming from heartfelt energy frequencies, thus helping the ascension process. Okay, this is the reference that Marika had when she talked with you about this big shift. She said that the heart helps the pyramids create power generators for us as humans and for Earth, for the environment. Mm -hmm. And this shift is all about the ascension process into more light. Now, the next paragraph, and I'm not going to read that, but they actually, the messengers mention the shift by name. They call it the shift. Okay? Let's skip to another message. Um, The crystalline grid covering Mother Earth, many energy systems from outside the grid send specific energy frequencies to help protect Mother Earth and all of her occupants. Think of this as the zeros and ones that are found in computer code. Mm -hmm. Embedded within this protective code is a unique set of frequencies specific for humans. So I'm not going to read any more of that message, but again, here's another validation to Marika's mention about the awakening of consciousness that's helping not only us, but the environment. Now, I'm going to wrap up with the vision. This is what really blew me away. First of all, it, I, I now have these visions when the messengers give me a message quite often uh, because some of the information is really heady and I really honestly don't understand it. But quite often they will give me a vision that will help supplement what they're saying so I can understand it. Gary, I had this vision that I can actually put myself back in right now. It was so vivid. I was watching as an observer. I saw this shaman standing on top of a a flat top, you mm-hmm. know, a step pyramid in Teotihuacan, Mexico. First of all, I'd never heard of Teotihuacan, but I knew that's where they were. Now, that doesn't surprise me because I get information like that all the time. Let me give you a little aside remark. I told my son, Philip, from uh, Nashville, I told him about this vision that I'm getting ready to uh, describe to you. And he said, oh, I know. I said, what? He said, yeah, I've seen it. I said, you have? And I'm thinking, great. My son also has these, (laughs) although latent, psychic abilities. And then he explained that he had read or had seen everything he'd learned about these step pyramids, Mm -hmm. the pyramid of the sun and the pyramid of the moon in Teotihuacan came from a series called Ancient Aliens. At the time, I had never heard of Ancient Aliens. Um, Teotihuacan means birthplace of the gods, but it's just so interesting that All these people know about these things, even my son, but I didn't. Okay. (laughs) 
So for reasons I can't explain, because I get these downloads and there's information that I don't know how I know it. So I'm watching this shaman in Teotihuacan. He is on top of this pyramid and he is brandishing this huge long rod, this staff. And at the tip of the staff is what? A large quartz crystal. He, this is like a mo- this is like a scene mm-hmm. out of a sci-fi movie. He's got his staff raised high in the air and he is shouting these incantations in a language that I didn't understand. And these dark clouds start forming in the sky and they actually block the sun and everything becomes dark. Trees are like just bending in the wind and the sky just rips open with this huge downpour of rain. And as I look out across the horizon, it's just nothing but this massive, massive storm. But what's interesting about this, that crystal at the top of the shaman staff, that's so similar to the crystals that Marika talked about and how they're connected to pyramids. So this shaman's chants get louder and louder. And it's like, I know he's summoning some kind of force. Then lightning bolts struck his staff, okay? And that's Marika saying how it draws in energy, draws Mm -hmm. in light. I mean, what's light? Lightning. So these forces of lightning hit his staff, and that crystal starts to glow, and it gets larger and larger. It's absorbing all of these powerful electrical charges. And then there's this huge thunderous boom. It's thunder, but it wasn't from a storm. I knew it was from his staff. And when he did that, he's shouting even louder. Okay, so we've got those crystals as receptors of light. And like a video, because this is how my visions are quite often, my vision pans way back, and now I'm observing this, Gary, from above our blue-green planet. There were two other ceremonies, one in France, somewhere in the Middle East. The exact same thing. Shamans with their staffs held high on top of pyramids. And again, they're connected to this grid. Well, they're not connected to the grid yet. Okay, I'm I'm jumping ahead. So we've, we've got these pyramids. I see these three electrified streams merge because what happened with that thunderous boom, all of a sudden everything reversed. And instead of bringing in the lightning, those staffs were now shooting the lightning out. So three streams of this powerful energy meeting up in the ethers and they meet in one specific part mm-hmm. one point and as they merge they create this bright ball of energy the sphere started growing larger and larger and i'm still seeing them it's like zzz. all of a sudden this huge ball of energy explodes and guess what merged from the center of this huge bright ball of energy a pyramid of light a pyramid of light 
a pyramid of light. It was holographic. It was 3D. Now, when you asked your question during the, the episode, you said, are pyramids used for teleportation? Let me read verbatim from the messengers. Okay. When combined, the series of three connecting pyramids created an interdimensional portal to be used for teleportation to other dimensions. I mean, that gives me cold chills even right now. These preliminary steps prepare Gaia to receive the luminous crystalline grid. So what I was observing, Gary, was them actually building the grid that then came down and connected the earth, connecting the pyramids to each other by this grid, connecting these pyramids through the grid to be able to teleport to other dimensional spaces. It just, it, it was just, I was just blown away. So, hmm. I have you to thank for this. <laughs> Gary, you never know how important your programming is. Now, many of the messages that, I, that I've received, I've gotten validation from. The only validation that I got from the crystalline grid, that chapter eight, was, you know, some of the research I did that there is one, it's on ley lines. Mm -hmm. But to have someone who is so, um, who's a researcher, like Marika is, and to tell her story that included so many elements of what I had experienced, it just, it just, it just opened my heart and I was just so thankful. I mean, it's taken such a huge leap of faith for me to write my book and to put my personal stories out there for everyone to see. I mean, again, if I had read some of the stories that I've written before I opened, I would have been laughing. It's like, this is nonsense. So when I receive spontaneous validation, from seemingly out of nowhere, mm -hmm. such as your your episode, I now smile and give thanks. It's I know it's the messenger's way of giving thanks and, and maybe encouraging me to keep on going. And this validation about a pyramid of light came from you and Marika Verhyen. I have you to thank for this, Gary. <laughs> this time, this time, Gary, you were the messenger bringing words of wisdom that I needed to hear. Wow. Now, you record and then later, you, you know, you, you know, the recording goes live. We are right around the holiday season. In fact, we're recording the day before Thanksgiving. So I felt like this was just in a very appropriate timing for me to thank you and to give you my thanks for all you do for us that many times you don't even know, but I had to at least share this. So thank you for letting me commandeer the front end of this episode. I just wanted, I just had to let you know how meaningful this episode was for me and how meaningful you are 
to oh, me. Thank you. Wow, that's a really powerful story. I've covered this grid actually quite a bit in a lot of my episodes um, where I'm talking about like ancient societies and especially Atlantis. You know, it, it does appear, and, and actually Jared Murphy, my, my, my co-host occasionally, he, he believes that the pyramids, um, the stone spheres, um, there's this engineered soil, um, the obelisks, I, I at one time created some type of grid around the planet, and it was some kind of high technology that we no longer have. Yes. And it, it, it's hard to describe. We don't know. Like, it was like, I think my theory is it was like an all-purpose grid. I think not only did it provide energy like what Tesla was trying to do, but I think right. it probably provided um, communication, teleportation, maybe some type of protection for the planet from, you know, yes. things from outer space. Um, so I'm guessing it was like an all-purpose type of grid. That, that existed yes. at some point and was built by an ancient society that we no longer, well, it's sort of talked about in the Sumerian text and the Hopi text, but not really much anywhere else. And well, um, I know, I know that I have to go back and find those episodes, but I'm getting information right now and, and I'm getting cold chills, which is another validation. And you're exactly right. This is an all purpose grid. Okay. All purpose meaning it is unity. It is part of all that is. Mm -hmm. It is capable. It is intelligent energy. It is capable and it was set in place by the energy of all that is. That's why there is a connection to the cosmos. That's why there's a connection to Earth. Earth is one of those beautiful planets that Many of the peop many of the star people that I connect with talk about with such um, compassion and caring and understanding. It, it, in one way, they almost look at us like an experiment, but it's much more much more personable than that. Mm -hmm. They many of them really care about us, and they laugh. Well, maybe laugh's not the right word, but they they find it interesting that we come, energy, we come into this earth-life system by entering a physical body. And when this physical, when we, which is our true spirit, our essence, enter this physical body, then the blinders come up. We're no longer connected to source. We're no longer connected to the memories that we came from the stars. Or that we were from here, or we were from there, or we were from Atlantis before. But everything you're saying is giving me cold chills, so I do have to go back and and, and check out those episodes. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's amazing, you know what I've what I've learned while doing this podcast, and um, you know, I, and I, I I definitely also believe, like too, that there's some probably some artifacts on other planets such as Mars. That we will probably discover pretty soon. Yeah. You know? And, and, and that might even been part of our origin is from another planet, how we got here. You know? What, 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 what I'm curious about 
because I mean, I pretty much believe all, all of what I just said. What makes me curious, though, is like, what happened to disrupt that system? And why? You know, that's always my big question. Like, something happened to disrupt what was at, at one time a, a, a functioning grid that could provide everything we needed, and, and something shut it down. I don't know what happened. That's, that's interesting, and I, I've never really thought about that, but the information I'm getting now is, whoa, wow, is it's just, it's just been dormant. It hasn't, it hasn't stopped functioning. It's been asleep. Well, and what's happening, <laughs> what's, what's happening now is it's beginning to awaken. Mm -hmm. Now, information I've gotten that I, I put in my, my chapter on the crystalline grid is that people use this grid to help connect. And I could actually see streams of energy, just like that lightning shooting out from those spheres. Um, people, there are like these lightning bolts of energy that can come to the earth. And for people who are beginning to awaken, they are connecting to that. And that's how they can learn, not learn, but once they connect to that energy source, then that allows them to connect with other people. And that that is how telepathy works. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, they tell me that the grid is, but there's more than one grid, but the one that's like just right enclosing our earth, right above earth is static. It stays in one place, but the earth moves. So it makes it like a moving target. And that's why you use energy because energy, you can move from place to place. And so it's always finding a, a new place on the grid to plug in so you can make these energy connections. Now, so we've got the earth, we've got this grid where we're connecting with others. And then on the outside of the grid coming in, we have the same sort of connections, these, these fibrous connections to other star systems. Now, between the grid and the out there beyond is something that the messengers call the interface. And during the interface, you're between those dimensional spaces. And this is where we go when we dream. This is where we go and what we tap into when we're having out-of-body experiences, astral traveling, and actually psychic abilities, because that that interface, and there's actually one between Earth and the grid and another interface between, like, star systems and the grid. So the grid's, like, you know, in the very, very, like, center of it. But that's how we make the connections. It's all through energy. But what's happening now is people are beginning to awaken. And this is the big shift. This is that awakening to consciousness where we're not necessarily awakening as much as we are connecting to the grid. And that connection is awakening that grid. So for whatever reason it went dormant, it's time for it to awaken. And it's, it's happening now. Hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing that you mentioned that like, he went into sleep because because my co-host Jared, he would say that that well that the grid in our human consciousness 
And he, he describes it as like a, a sleep mode or safe mode it was put into. That's exactly how he described it. I always kind of – that always resonated really well with me. It's like it's, – because that's kind yeah. of just how it feels. It feels like like we were just put into some type of sleep mode for a while. Rip Van Winkle. I, yeah. And, and, and like maybe – and now we're starting to like, you know, you know, open our eyes and look around a little bit and be like, hmm, <laughs> what is this really? You know, it's it's funny, just as you say that that, that resonates with you, I, you know, that was information that just came to me while we were talking. So I was getting it from the messengers, you know, to, as they explained, no, it just went to sleep. It's time to awaken. And when you started talking about Jared says that, you know, we're in a sleep mode. Once again, I got cold chills everywhere. And it's like, yes, this speaks to a higher truth. It when it resonates with you, you know, everything is energy. Um, our feelings, our thoughts, you know, not only just people and, and objects, but, but the emotions as well, too. And once, once I started viewing the world through the lens of energy, I've been able to sense energy, sometimes see it. But one of the easiest ways, this is for your listeners out there who maybe don't feel real comfortable in, in, understanding about energy or, or, you know, how can we all be energy? When you get cold chills, think about it. When, when do we get cold chills? If we're sick and we're running a fever and we're, you know, shivering, or if you go outside and it's snowing, which it never snows, rarely snows here in South Florida, but, <laughs> you know, when it snows, you, you get cold chills. But what about when you get cold chills, when those situations aren't there? That is your non-physical friends, angels, guides, whatever you want to call them, bringing in energy, telling you to pay attention. So next time you get cold chills, stop. Just pause and think, what was it? Was it something I heard? Was it something someone said? Was, was it something I saw? Because know that that is your your guide's way of saying, pay attention. And when you pay attention, intentionally say, thank you. And that's going to keep that connection even greater. But everything is energy. So is that grid. And so are, so, so are we. And as we intentionally raise our vibrations to higher frequencies, that grid is starting to Pulse. You know how these LED lights, you turn them on and, mm -hmm. and it, it takes a while for them to really kind of heat up? The grid's like that. It's heating up slowly, but more and more. And that's why people like me, all of a sudden, driving to work one day, open up to channeling messages from all over the place. I never would have thought I would have done that, Gary. I mean, I'm a scientist. Mm -hmm. I... I defined my life by my physical senses. If I couldn't hear it, see it, taste it, feel it, smell it, it didn't exist. And then one day, oh, things changed. But that's part of our Earth's ascension to these higher realms through the grid. Interesting. I, I, I agree. You know, I, I don't know 
why, but but it does appear to be that way. And the energy um, concept, uh, I mean, as far as physics goes and quantum physics, it does show that, that everything is energy. And, um, you know, one of the things I talk about, we get that a lot too, is like, you know, like the pole particle wave type of idea. You know, how a particle is a wave and a wave is a particle. And But think about it. But if that, everything that, that makes everything connected. It's a grid in itself. Yes. Yes. That's that famous double double slit mm-hmm. you know, experiment where a waveform can actually change into particles. And like common sense says that can't happen. But when does it happen? It happens when someone observes it. It's the observer effect. So let's bring that back to energy. You shoot these waves through these double slits and they continue to be waves until someone observes it. And then the form breaks into particles. It is the observer effect that causes this on a quantum level. But if you think about quantum physics, quantum mechanics, that is what it's a sub level of reality. It's taking life and bringing it down to these teeny tiny little, little levels. We think we're solid. We're not. We're all energy. And once you start observing, once I started observing the world through that filter of energy, everything changed. That's when that waveform can become a particle. That's when I realized I could go about my life being angry about the people who hurt me, um, being sad because of, you know, this happened or that happened. Or now that I know that those thoughts are energy, those emotions are energy, and what I'm doing is allowing that negative, not necessarily negative isn't bad, but those lower lying frequencies to define who I am, my energy field, I now let it go. And instead, I bring in higher vibrational frequencies. Now, you say, how do you do that? Exactly. You know, all you have, I mean, I've done this so many times, I might be upset over something, and I'm force myself to smile. Mm-hmm. But within a couple seconds, you are genuinely smiling. And then your brain is producing all these endorphins that rush through your body and, and you do feel better. And the, the better we feel, that's the cleaner that our energy field is. And it allows us to open up more and it allows us to, to start Seeing, feeling, sensing, and connecting to higher vibrational sources, our angels and our gods. But it's all up to us. But looking at it through energy, through the quantum mechanics of what our thoughts are, it's all in our, we're the ones in control. We're the ones who can do that. So I really, I really try to do that. And it's, it works. Just put that smile on your face. Right. Whether you feel it or not, because you will <laughs> soon enough. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that, that I've 
it took me a long time to learn. Like for for, for I would say the first uh, forty years of my life, I let my thoughts kind of control my life. I I didn't control my thoughts. I let my thoughts control me. And like now, you know, I'm aware of it. Um, right. It still happens though. Like like every couple of minutes, my thoughts grab me and start pulling me in different directions, and you know. And I have to kind of like, all right, wow, <laughs> you know, I don't have to do this if I don't want to. <laughs> right. But but see, we're all human. And that does happen. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, Candace, don't go there. Do something else. But what happens is one thing, the observer, when, when you realize that you can be the observer of your own emotions, the observer of your own self, and this is what I learned from the messengers, once you do that, what you've done is you've stepped out of that tiny isolated part of yourself that feels like the victim or feels like, you know, the angry one. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you can step aside just enough to realize, oh, gosh, I'm really getting angry now. That means if I don't take charge of this, I'm going to be in trouble. I'll, I'll get, you know, an ulcer. I'll, you know, <laughs> whatever it is you do. But when you realize that about yourself, that you are doing that, that observer aspect, the one that can change waveforms to particles, that means that you have now increased your awareness to become part of a field of energy, a field of energy that allows you to observe yourself. And once you're in that field, so we're human and we're angry, then we see what we're doing. We've now stepped outside of our human existence, although just a little bit, mm-hmm. to realize, whoops, I'm going down a path that I don't think I want to take. And once you realize that, this is where I really bring in the heart energy. The messengers have told me that our hearts are a portal to the, to the divine. Uh, they're a portal to the unity of all that is. And once you become the observer, what you've done is you've, you've initiated that heart as a portal. Then ride on those waves or particles and expand yourself even more. You know, all day long we're expanding and contracting. Well, I am. I mean, you Me know, it's like, oh, why did I do that? Blah, 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 blah. But then we allow a space to come and we step back in like a director in a movie. We realize, whoops, this is what's happening. I don't think I want to do that. And that's when we truly take control. And we choose what thoughts we want. We no longer let our thoughts define us. We define who we want to be by the thoughts we choose to bring into our existence. That's absolutely true. It's... um you know, it, the only thing like, like I struggle with is I keep falling out of it and back into it. It's, it's like a dance of going back and forth of, of being self-aware. You yes. Know. Yeah. But but the one thing. But but you're dancing. You're yeah. dancing. You're going in and out. So when you're out, realize how significant that is because you have just stepped outside of your teeny tiny existence where you think you are your physical body, as soon as you become that observer, you have become empowered. So stay out in that field. And then when the dance 
music changes and you're back in again, move yourself back out. <laughs> That's what I try to do. It, yeah, well, good. That's great. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you, you always talk, again, when we talk, we talk about, about spirit guides and, and connecting yeah. with different energies and things like that. Um, do you have any type of method or advice to give people to help them connect to their spirit guides and to these other energies that are available to them? I can tell you what has worked for me. Now, most people, when we connect to guidance, I'll just use guidance with a capital G, whether that's your angels, your, your deceased grandma, you know, whatever it is. But when we connect to guidance, quite often that guidance is very subtle. Mine wasn't, you know, August 28, 2013, I'm driving to work and all of a sudden things just open up. But guidance, Gary, is always around us. Our, our angels, guides, whatever, they're always around us. But it's being able to tap into that wisdom. When those messages first came to me, being a psychologist, well, my first thought was, uh-oh, I'm psychotic, what's happened? But I let my training as the objective observer kind of take over. So the messages came in. I didn't judge them as good or bad. I just allowed them to flow. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is when you start getting some kind of information that you think might be from your angels and guides, don't jump up and down and say, yay, you know, because you're, you're judging it. And don't say, oh, this is awful. Just kind of sit back. Take notes, just find, you know, what are you feeling? What are you hearing? What do you think? And then later you can judge it. When you judge it, use your heart for discernment. If it's something that's, that your heart says, ooh, this doesn't feel right at all, let it go. If, because your heart's going to guide you whether it's what direction you need to go. Now, how do you pick up on these subtle cues? Okay, one thing, for example, that I mentioned, for me, cold chills. If you get cold chills, wait. Pay attention. Something's coming. Another one would be any kind of change in your body, like, like kind of like cold chills, a tingle, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a warmth or something that's cold in one area. You know, I'm, I am now a Reiki master, and when I work on people, which is an, an, a form of energy, and I work on people someone might have trouble with their right knee and when i feel their energy i might feel something that's hot another reiki master might feel something that's cold someone may feel just like a, a cushiony kind of a feeling so any kind of disruption to you and your your body you know why does all of a sudden your right hand hurt and there's no physical reason for it or there's a tingle what does that mean to you so just be very very aware now i'm sure you've done this i have many times people will say oh i knew better why did i do that <laughs> yeah. i used to i rarely say that anymore rarely say that anymore because as soon as i get this little nudge that says oh i should do this instead of that I pay attention to it. Let me just give you an example. Um, I'm very organized. I come into my apartment. I hang my keys in the same place every day. I always do that. Every once in a while, like once every three years, 
I'm getting ready to go to work, which I don't work anymore. I retired in 2018. <laughs> but getting ready to go to work, and I go to get my keys, and they're gone. And Gary, I panic. I panic. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to be late. First of all, I'm being to work on time is being late. I'm 30 minutes, 40 minutes, sometimes an hour early. So spending five minutes mm. to find my keys, I'm not going to ever be late. So I run through the house in a panic and look through, you know, the pants I wore yesterday. And and after five or 10 minutes, I go back. Oops. The keys were right there in the first place. It, they were exactly where I need to be. I used to get in the car and drive as fast as I could to make up that five, seven minutes, whatever. Now when that happens, I say, thank you. I take my time. I find my keys after searching in the wrong places. And I drive to work because that is a message from my guide. That is their way of saying, you don't need to be on the road at that precise time. Now, does it mean I would have been in a massive car wreck and killed 200 people? No, no. It means that maybe if I left to work on that time, you know, at that time, a, a car in front of me may have thrown up gravel and cracked my windshield. And where I was in, I would be in all this traffic. Mm -hmm. I've driven to work before, and all of a sudden, I have this thought that said, oh, I should make my turn here instead of at the next stop line. When that happens now, I do. Because in the past, it's like, what is that? And all of a sudden, I realized, oh, now I'm behind all this traffic. So that's one way that our guides will gently tell us to do something. I give thanks. It's, it's learning to access these nudges that are around us all the time. And as soon as you get a nudge, give thanks. And that is very, very important. The messengers gave me this beautiful vision on how to connect with guidance. I was like a bird's eye view looking at this field of wheat during there was a beautiful harvest moon so it's it's late at night and all of a sudden walking diagonally across this field of wheat i see these footsteps and i say footsteps there wasn't a person but these footsteps that are that are bending these shafts of wheat as they get to the other side which would be analogous to your your angels or your guides some people they think if they connect to the other side or their angels and guides it's like uh oh what if i get stuck well, if you get stuck, turn around and look. You can tell where you've been because those, those shafts of wheat are broken. You know, mm -hmm. there's a pathway. Go back and you'll find your way back home. But what's happened is you just now laid this pathway. They call it an electromagnetic path, whether it is or not, I really don't know. But you just established this pathway. So if you've been there once, you can go back again and find your way back. And the more you go to that specific guide or angel or star being, the deeper that channel becomes and you can find your way back again. And another thing that I find really useful is use your heart, say a prayer or, you know, meditation or whatever you want to do and ask for a sign. Say, give me a sign. I want to know that this is real. 
or I want to know that I'm truly connected. And those signs will come. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, whether it's seeing 777 on the clock or 444 on a license plate, ask for a sign and then just be aware. And again, once it is, once that occurs, give thanks. But we are all divine beings. We live from our heart space. That's, that's our, our true essence, our spirit. And that again is that portal that connects us to all that is. So the connection is always there. Learn to tune in to anything that's subtle. If you have a feeling about something, there's a reason why you have a feeling. Maybe it's your angels and guides knocking at your door saying this. But ask for the signs and then accept them when they come. And most importantly, give thanks. So I know that was kind of long-winded, but I hope that that makes oh, sense. It's, it's awesome. The other thing that I, you know, when we were talking, I was thinking about, and, and it's very relevant to 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 how you open this episode, is, you know, not all our guides have to be ETs or angels or whatever. Sometimes we are each other's guide in physical form yes. too. I believe that happens. Like and I think that's part of what your story was kind of about. Yes. You were my guide. You were my messenger. You and Marika it gave me this beautiful gift of confirmation and validation. You know, I've been channeling since 2013 and I have I still have these periods of time where I'm thinking, is this real? Am I making this up? You know, I would have never written my two books except the messenger said, when you write your book. And I'm thinking, what? I'm not going to write a book. Well, I kind of had to, so I did. But it was so um, scary to put my whole life out there. But I realized this is something that we all can connect to and it's guidance it's our messengers and once we step into something that's maybe uncomfortable and you might be a little reluctant you will be rewarded by more and more messages that come to you out of the middle of nowhere and you realize ah there it is there's my sign there's my connection but gary we are all connected. Everyone on earth, everything on earth, we're connected to star beings. And once we raise our vibrations, those connections, like a, a little seed in the ground, begin to flower and flower. You know, my connection to you, just all of a sudden I decide this is an episode I need to listen to. <laughs> and it blew me away. It blew me away. And for your listeners out there, Trust and know that you are connected to to all of us. Just be aware of anything subtle that comes in. Be thankful when it arrives. Ask for validations, signs, and confirmations. And then just accept it. And you'll see how your life will change. Do you think that sometimes requires trust? Not yeah, like, like, trust in one word, not even where the message is coming from, but I think sometimes, like for me anyway, it's like I have to trust myself on how I'm interpreting 
things. Right, right. And, or, or trust well, my instinct, that, 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 that feeling. Okay. When this, when my opening first occurred, I didn't trust it. It's like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to sit back and just pay attention and document. After collecting hundreds of pages of typed written messages, I started researching that that psychologist background in me. You gotta verify, trust but verify. I verified so much information that I, I had to trust it. It's like, oh my goodness. My, now what's interesting, when I first started opening, I had been to a program at Monroe Institute. It's a lifeline, Monroe Institute, a, a wonderful place where you, you know, have these, um, through sound-based technology, you can get into these um, higher states of consciousness. I went to a program called Lifeline, where we're supposed to get people who have passed away, but they haven't quite made it to the other side. We're supposed to help carry them to the other side. Now, first of all, Gary, it's like I didn't really believe that. And the only reason I went to this program was it was a prerequisite for another program. So I went into this without any, without any concern about the outcome. I didn't care whether I retrieved anyone or not. I didn't even know if that was a, a real thing. So I wasn't like really looking to do something. It's like, okay, I'm open, whatever happens. During the first message or the first exercise, all of a sudden, and this is before, this happened two weeks before I started channeling. And this was one of the things that actually opened me. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get a man's first name, last name, city and state, and then another word, another, that was like a personal, a pronoun. I mean, um, it's, well, it was the name Jackson. I thought, what is that? But I knew it wasn't a family name. Afterwards, I Googled. I put his name in, and then I even said, obit, you know, obituary. And I almost fell out of my chair. There was this man's obituary. I had his first name, last name, city, state, and Jackson. That was where he worked. As I read through this, I realized this man, and I didn't pick up on this, was a psychologist. And I had this aha moment. It's like, oh, that's why we connected we had the same vibrational pattern of being psychologists. Now, I put him in my first book. When I researched my first book, I you know, looked up his death notice again. He had died, and I didn't know it at the time, exactly three months to the day when I did the retrieval. And those kind of things, those kind of validations, were so strong, and that's just one example. Once I started opening, I had the same sort of thing. They were so strong that I no longer, first I had to trust it, but then mm -hmm. I no longer trusted it. I was no longer a believer. I was a knower. I realized the information I was getting was more factual than something I could read online about something. It was truth with a capital T. So it was over time I started off trusting only because I had information I could verify. And then I stepped into this field of absolute knowingness. I knew this to be true. So 
so now when I get those cold chills, it's like, listen up, you're about ready to get a, you know, a hefty dose of truth. <laughs> so pay attention. So I would take it now, like if you were to write a third book, you're not going to be reluctant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like the unreluctant messenger. <laughs> there you go. There's my third book, the unreluctant messenger. <laughs> are, are you working currently on anything new? I am. Uh, I have a, a couple, three YouTube channels, which is crazy for me to even think about that. One of them. So I'm doing a lot of episodes. One of them is called the reluctant messenger unleashed. And some, oh, Donna Rebido, you know her because she yeah, was a, a yeah. guest on, yeah. But Donna started, I had been a guest on her Exploring Consciousness podcast. And the book really resonated with her. And she, she decided, well, she didn't decide, her guides told her that she needed to do a YouTube channel with me and my book. So it's called The Reluctant Messenger Unleashed. It's a virtual book club. We go through the book. So you don't have to buy the book. Just go to this, you know, go to our YouTube channel. We go through chapter by chapter, sometimes page by page. And we have one more episode to do and we'll finish it up. But I'm, I'm very busy with those kinds of things. I'm also, um, you know, I channel every day. And since, you know, I used to do it on my drive to work and then I retired and then COVID came along. And so I, I no longer, you know, went to all these um, you know, big meditations. Mm -hmm. Now I can just sit down, open up, and voila, there it is. So I've been busy doing that kind of thing. And if people want to find me, they can just go to Candace with an I, CandaceSanderson.com, and they'll see my books and my blog and, you know, all the stuff that I have. But it's, it's been fun. It's, you know, my, my whole life has changed for the better. And I, I, I just, I couldn't be happier. That's fantastic. Um, with any of your recent channelings, um, has anything popped, anything that stands out to you? Oh, what a good question. Um, it's, it's more of the same. And, okay, just as we were talking, I started channeling some information. As I've gone through the Reluctant Messenger Unleashed YouTube channel, I've had to go back and review, review chapter by chapter so I could remember what I had written mm -hmm. and, you know, talk with Donna with, with, you know, with at least a memory of what had happened. More information has come in. And what I might have thought, uh, was something like something this big. It's like now it's, it's, it's blown up and now it's like so much greater than I thought it was. One thing really interesting is once I realized I was having visions, and I say that because almost every message did come with a visual component. I didn't even recognize it at first. But Gary, I'd go back and read messages from months before, and then I'd realize I had this little snippet of, of a vision that I'd seen something. And I recognized it. It's like, wow, that's what I saw the first time. So that channel of visualization opened for me. Now I can go back into any vision that I've had, or if I'm having a vision, I can stop it just like with the recorder. Mm -hmm. I can pause. I can drill down and see detail that I didn't see before. I can pan back 
and see everything in the background and I can choose to go in another direction. So that's been interesting. But what's coming up most recently is the awakening of consciousness for everybody and the unity and how important kindness is. In fact, this year, um, uh, 2021, my mantra has been kindness matters. And if we can learn to bring kindness into us, into our lives, then we are helping with the, with the uplifting of humanity. The, I have had all these messages in the past about this big shift and, you know, your world will change. You won't recognize it. And I never realized until I started going back with Donna and rereading this book is the messengers are talking about now. And look how our lives have changed since COVID. You know, we, everything's different, but this has, and the messengers have talked about this. I thought it was an evolutionary change that would happen in 500 years, you know, a thousand years, but it's happening right now. So we are on this cusp. And we can choose, again, we choose our thoughts. We choose the direction we want to go. There is unity to everything. And when we realize that, and we realize the power that our thoughts have, we can choose to take a lighter path, um, higher vibrational path. And that's mainly what's coming to me is, is how we can empower ourselves that we like you know it's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz when she tapped those ruby slippers three times <laughs> Glenda tells her you've always had the power it's uh, it's always been there and and that's pretty much what I what I'm getting now we are the ones who can make the decisions on how we want to live our lives and it's through the heart Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it gives people in humanity so much hope in a choice. You know, we don't have choice. to be victims of circumstance anymore. Right, right. You know, once I became the observer, I realized all these roles that I played. You know, I was psychologist, I was mother, I was spouse, I was victim. You know, I, you know, I was whatever. They are just roles. Our true essence, what lives within us, is spirit. And so when we come from the stars, because most of our body, we have a lot of stardust in us. Mm -hmm. And that's another message I got that we're composed of stardust. I'm thinking, well, that's crazy, but I received that anyway. Then I did some research and found a, a physicist who talked about and gave a study about how we are stardust. So as that stardust comes through us, once we incarnate on earth, that veil, that veil of forgetfulness blocks us from really realizing who we are. Now, with that crystalline grid that we have that's connecting us and that interface, that interface is the veil. And as we connect through the interface to that grid, that veil is thinning and allowing us to know who we truly are, or at least begin to. And it lets us understand and appreciate that we are so much more than our physical bodies. That's cool. 
That was awesome. Wow. So, so you really, uh, I didn't expect any of this today. I didn't expect <laughs> that, 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 that an episode would have such a profound impact on you and make things so much clearer and make sense. Um, you know, sometimes even as a podcaster, like I, I forget that, you know, how much influence or how much, um, how much my podcast can affect other people. Right. Right. And Gary, I had been meaning to contact you and say, Oh, I've got to tell you about this episode. And then as circumstances, you know, just arose, it's like, Oh, guess what? I'm going to be a, a <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a guest. Yeah. And to be able to, ex you know, to have my executive privilege <laughs> of being your executive <laughs> producer and just take over your podcast. I've never done anything like that before, but I thought this gives me an opportunity not just to share with you how important you are, but to share with the audience how much you mean to me and how much your podcast means to other people. I truly, truly mean that. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, before we wrap it up, where can my listeners find you and find your book? My uh, Both of my books are on Amazon, uh, but just going to my website, CandaceSanderson.com, they can find links to my YouTube channels and all my social media. So that's the best place. All right. Or just get out there in the universe and say, <laughs> Candace, and I'll come to you. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention if you're trying to connect to angels and guides, mm -hmm. start keeping a dream journal and the, and just write anything down that occurs. That's going to encourage more of the same because quite often your guides will come to you through the dream state. That's something, so that's I something have to start important. Doing. Listen, my dream journal is almost 250,000 wow. words long, but it's fabulous because I'll get messages that refer back to older dreams or I'll take a look at a dream that was insignificant and then it happens, you know, two days later and I realize how precognitive it was. But using your dreams as a way to connect with guidance is fabulous because we don't judge what happens during the dream state. We just allow it to unfold. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect, perfect format perfect platform yeah the whole dream thing is like it's a whole nother topic you know yes it is that's, that's <laughs> because another I, I, i've done course. i've done episodes on um like dream incubation and dream magic and and, and astral travel and dreams and there's a, there's always a lot there <laughs> great well fantastic this is an awesome episode thank you for coming on and taking the time to talk with me today and oddly enough, this will be out tomorrow on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Whoa, fantastic. <laughs> and and I'm thankful for you and thank you for your contribution to my podcast. It's been great. And um, I'll post the links to your website and your books in the notes of this episode. Thank you. Thank you. And hang on for one second. I was going to play the outro. Facebook, Twitter.
t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen.